The following talk was given by Eli Seriu Rayek at Zen Mountain Monastery. Seriu is a senior lay student in the Mountains and Rivers Order. We offer our talks free of charge. If you would like to make a donation or find out more about our various programs, visit us online at zmm.org. Thanks for listening. Good afternoon. My name is Seriu and uh, I'm going to share with you uh, my understandings and misunderstandings of dharmas. I'm not going to talk about dharma as the law, as the experience of the Buddha, neither as the path or the teachings, but as dharmas as the uh, as the ordinary experiences in our daily life. In his uh, book, The Noble Eightfold uh, Path, Bhikkhu Bali says that the mind is not regarded as a lasting subject of thought, feeling, and volition, but as a sequence sequence of momentary mental acts, each distinct and discrete their connections with one another causal rather than substantial. Well, let me tell you before I go that the dreadful day came, it is now, and resistance was useless, <laughs> futile. So here I am. I'll do my best to communicate whatever I have to, to communicate. Uh, this talk, I didn't prepare it a month ago. I have been preparing it for a year out of the frightening experience of being in front of you. So, and I have been practicing what I was going to tell you during the whole session and before that. So, there are so many things that I would like to communicate and I'll see if I can be uh, coherent. Um, I just mentioned uh, Bhikkhu Bodhi and mentioned that he regards, uh, he says that mind is not regarded as an everlasting subject. In Buddhism, we see mind as as a sequence of momentary mental acts, discrete and distinct. And the, the word discrete uh, bothers me. Uh, reading about dharmas, I found uh, that some uh, authors said that uh, they have a beginning, an abiding, and an end. Uh, others, they say, other authors say, say that they have a beginning, an, above, an abiding, and they dissolve. Uh, one, uh, at least for me, there is, uh, it arouses a lot of doubts about what do they mean by discrete and by distinctive. Of course, we are talking about mental factors. Memory act has, a, according to this, a, um, a beginning, uh, an abiding, a, a process, and then dissolves or ends. 
Another way of seeing uh, dharmas, which I liked it a lot, is the one that Karunadasa uh, expresses when he is uh, uh, analyzing and describing the doctrine of impermanence. He says that in, in Buddhism, everything is the product of antecedent causes and therefore of dependent origination. He says that these causes themselves are not everlasting or static, but they are simply aspects of the same ceaseless becoming. Every, every event is the result of a concatenation of, of a dynamic process. Ceaseless becoming, it's very convincing is what each one of us is is becoming, especially because we are sitting, we are in mobile, in mobile and uh, we can pay close attention to what's happening in our mind. We, we chant every morning uh, in the Heart Sutra, the dharmas are not born, not destroyed, not stained, not poor. And the Bodhisattva, who lives in Prajnaparamita, is free of hindrances and deluded thoughts. If we take the superficial meaning of what, is, what we chant, it seems that uh, dharmas are and perhaps at least for me, paraphrasing what the Buddha said about the uh, apparent, the, the apparent, the delusion of of the, of the uh, we. Uh, the Buddha says that life is like a flick, a, a flash of lightning, not life. Appearances are like a flash of lightning, like a dewdrop in the morning, like a like a, a star at dawn. It's it's ephemeral, and so uh, going back to the sutra, when we say that all dharmas are forms of emptiness. Without thinking mass, uh, thinking more, and without um, trying to understand what the, what it means to be to be empty, 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 uh, we it it sounds like it sounds like 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 we are living in a dream. That means uh, dharmas do not have a real existence. If you are following me, congratulations, because I'm not following myself. <laughs> and so, if we take this um, at the face value, what I just said, it will sound like uh, life is like a dream. It, uh, it is true as long as I, I am living it, as I am dreaming it. If I follow this line of thought, 
I could fall into a nihilistic position where whatever I do, it doesn't matter. And not only that, I should dance and drink as much as I can because afterwards I'm going to die. But this is not the meaning of empty, of emptiness in the Heart Sutra, and it is not the meaning of emptiness in Buddhism. Emptiness means that all dharmas, in this case of the sutra, do not have a, an independent existence. That means all dharmas are dependently originated and, uh, and have no self. And I think that the, um, the uh, great thing about the Heart Sutra and that's why Avalokiteshvara Bodhisattva relieved me misfortune and pain was because, because dharmas do not have a permanent, a permanent, permanent identity or permanent self. It's all, it's, they are open and, and we have the possibility of change, of changing them, of changing our lives. Master, Zen Master Daji said to great Master Gyanji, I beg the priest in his great compassion to give me the teaching of liberation. Gyanji replied, who is binding you? Daji said, no one is binding me. Gyanji said, then why are you seeking liberation? I haven't gone through that koan uh, myself, or, or I don't remember presented to any teacher that I have. But perhaps the question is, no, who is binding you? What is binding you? What kind of bind? Why are you looking for liberation? If we take a nihilistic, nihilistic uh, position that this life is here for enjoying it, get the most of pleasure that, that we could have. Uh, with this position, with this approach to life, we will be really wasting our lives because, because uh, our life uh, all, with no doubt, our life, our actions have consequences. And because dharmas are open, are not fixed, we have the possibility of changing the suffering that we, that we cause ourselves with our, with our, with our decisions. So who is binding me? I'm binding myself. I'm binding. I'm, I'm the uh, slave and the uh, recipients of uh, my actions my, and the consequences of my actions. And um, if uh, dharmas were fixed, had a real existence, there was now any possibility to change my life 
it will be like a, like a, like I will live within my destiny already written down, and whatever is going to happen to me is going to happen. Um, I like the way um, Bodhidharma, what Bodhidharma says in his breakout sermon. He says that Buddha is awareness, awareness of body and mind that prevents evil from arising in either. And uh, awareness is an act of, con of, of cognition. It's a cognition. Uh, awareness as a noun does not exist. What exists are acts, events of cognition, or e events of memory, or, e or events of feelings, which are dependently originated by causes and conditions. So when, do, when we do zazen, we are in an intimate position to, to see the causes and conditions of what's going on in, in our minds. And uh, paraphrasing again Bhikkhu Bodhi, when he talks about uh, the jhanas and, and the first jhana where thought and uh, evaluation happens, eventually in the second, third, and fourth jhana, jhana's absorption disappears. Um, when we are doing zazen, I do it. Uh, some, I, sometimes I uh, I'm aware that I am being distracted. And uh, without making any effort, special effort, it, it happens that I know how I become distracted. What happened? Maybe my, a pain in my, in my leg, maybe a feeling, maybe a thought. And, and uh, what I wanted to say or explain is that uh, while we are doing zazen, we are we are in the position to see causes and conditions uh, affecting us, and also we are in the position to develop skillful means in such a way as not to repeat or to control uh, uh, the the causes and conditions that keep our concentration stable, stable. It's interesting, when we give, when we read or are giving uh, instructions on how to meditate, I don't think, I, at least I, I, it didn't happen with me, uh, nobody told me that concentration is also uh, impermanent and that it changes. So. Uh, concentration, attention, are impermanent. And uh, when we see, when we experiment it, sometimes I remember experimenting a break in my concentration and being very angry because I couldn't uh, keep counting up to 10. 
up to five if I was lucky. And, and uh, uh, so during Zazen, we have the opportunity to see the impermanence of things and also to, to see causes and conditions working uh, to, uh, to, to, uh, to crystallize, if you want to, in an act, in certain acts, feelings, cognitions, memories, and so on. When we see, when we see dharmas open like this, when we see that dharmas are a constant, it's a, it's a ceaseless, in a ceaseless becoming, are ceaselessly becoming, the possibilities of liberation is there because nothing is fixed. Viewing dharmas in this way is uh, very different from what we find uh, in, in our social world. In our social world, certain behaviors or certain acts are usually reified, labeled, and attached to people. And um, so a person might, might be uh, nasty to someone or might be generous to someone. In an act of nas of, that you might call nasty, aggressive, or an act that you might call generous. The person in the world, the common person, will say that, uh, will attach that, uh, will put a label, label on, that, on that behavior, on that act, and attach it to person and will say, that person is a nasty person, is an egomaniac, is a misogynist, is a racist, just because one act of, of such nature. We don't do that. We know that, that uh, those acts uh, are dependently originated dependently originated because of causes and conditions. And for example, uh, people like myself who works with kids and with adults, teenagers, teach them how could they, how could they control or manage so those causes and conditions to, to avoid behaving in certain ways that are, that are unwholesome unwholesome. So, um, there is a, 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 a case which is very sad to observe, uh, in, uh, similar to what I just saw, told, uh, said about um, attaching labels to, per, to people and then through a almost a self-fulfilling prophecy, labeling, labeling every behavior of that person as, as a stalker, as a racist, misogynist, when that's not necessarily the case. We, I think that under certain conditions we are able to do unspeakable acts. 
under certain conditions. But uh, what worries me more is when a person attaches to himself the label and, and he says, I'm not good for anything. There's nothing I can do to change. Or, for example, in, in a relationship, uh, someone might say to the, his partners, her partner, you met me like this, uh, don't try to change my essence. So, um, self-labeling like this is dangerous. It causes suffering. And so, we, um, as Zenists, as practitioners, we know that we have the, uh, the power, first the knowledge, to see that uh, nothing is fixed, and with effort, sometimes big effort, and within certain limits, we can change. We can change our our behavior. We can promote uh, well-being, and we can liberate our, ourselves from suffering. And I don't think that I have anything else to say. So I thank you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about ZMM's programs, retreats and residency, please visit us online at zmm.org.